0: This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 K-E-Y-K, Osage Beach, Missouri, the key.
1: I'm Stacy Johnson. And this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, March 3rd. A second victim in the Edwards, Missouri shooting last month has died in the hospital. The Camden County Sheriff's Office has confirmed the death of 54-year-old Tammy Larrabee, Friday afternoon at University Hospital. Larrabee's the second fatality in this investigation. After Eric Cantrell died on the scene of the shooting, Alexander Cantrell King, who's 19, is being held without bond in the Camden County Adult Detention Facility as after being charged with first-degree murder and armed criminal action. A Rocky Mount man was injured when he was ejected from his motorcycle Wednesday on Red Arrow Road. 42-year-old Brad Christman was driving a Harley-Davidson when the motorcycle experienced an unknown mechanical problem, traveled off the left side of the road, and ejected Christman. He sustained moderate injuries and was taken by EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. According to the report, Christman was not wearing a helmet at the time of that crash. Last weekend's Polar Plunge brought over 200 participants out to Lake of the Ozarks to dive into the chilly water for Special Olympics Missouri. The plunge raised nearly $300,000 for Special Olympics, which is up almost $100,000 from last year. Special Olympics Missouri provides year-round sports training and athletic competition for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at Lake Expo. Com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree 65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received.
2: Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday high school basketball. It is king right now. There are a couple of huge games tonight. District championship games. Versailles at twenty and six taking on Springfield Catholic for the district title. Winner will move into the sectionals. Camdenton they will play tonight. They come off an upset over Rolla in the first round of their district. They beat Rolla, so they will play St. Francis Borgia in their district semifinal tonight. Ladies, the Elden Lady Mustangs beating Blair Oaks in their district semifinal last night, so the Eldon Ladies play their district championship tomorrow against Fatima. The Camdenton Ladies' season came to an end last night. They lost their district opener to Marshfield, so the Lady Lakers finished 7-18. Max Creek girls have won 17 in a row. They're 24-5. and They are in the state quarterfinal round. They will play tomorrow against 24-3 Leeton. And the Tipton ladies, 28-1, will play in their state quarterfinal against Northeast Cairo tomorrow. As for college hoops, MSU Bears winning their first game in the Valley Tournament last night. They beat Illinois Chicago 74-67. So the uh, six-seeded Bears will take on the number three seed Southern Illinois. Illinois. Tonight, Mizzou is 22-8. and eight. They round out the regular season at home against Ole Miss tomorrow. The Tigers will play in the SEC tournament next week. Spring training, the Cardinals are 3-2 after losing to the Astros yesterday. They play the Marlins today. The Royals red hot. They're 6-1 after beating the Angels yesterday. They'll play the A's today. Lake TV brings you five local Lake Area shows, and they're all greatness. You can watch Lake TV on Como Channel. 90. If you don't get Como, don't worry about it. You can watch absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire or at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday.
3: Do you or a family member or maybe an employee need help? Encompass Purpose is here for you. Encompass Purpose is a non solution to wellness. You have a true potential to live up to your healthy mind and healthy body a happier more successful existence we work with individuals and employers to do just that encompasspurpose.com 573-286-5625 and also make sure to tune into our radio program right here on 89.3 the key
4: we're introducing something new on key radio called Ozark's voices Express yourself any on the air without commitments or radio skills. Just email billm at orioncenter.org and I'll contact you about recording anything from five minutes to a half hour. We can record by phone or in my office or you can record it and send it to me. It can be a monologue or a conversation, whatever works best for you. Then I'll produce it as part of an Ozarks Voices show on Key Radio. Any topic is fine, hobbies, comments about lake happenings, conspiracy theories, or say hi to Grandma. I'll make sure you sound great. Send a message to BillM at OrionCenter.org, that's B-I-L-L-M at O-R-I-O-N-C-E-N-T-E-R dot org, and be a part of Ozark's Voices.
0: If you've got a topic you'd like to share with the community, contact us right here at 89.3, The Key. Well, here we are, a little damp, but uh, not a whole lot of problems going on. <laughs> we are not too worse for the wear this morning. And I will tell you that it is a beautiful day to be alive in the Lake. And, of course, the uh, main concern here is uh, all of this rain that we have received. Has it caused any problems for anyone anywhere as far as some uh, locally heavy rainfall, possibly a little bit of flooding along the way? Uh, We are looking for a partly cloudy sky after some uh, morning rain. Northwest winds, uh, actually north-northwest at about 15 to 25 miles per hour. That rain chance still at around 100% for the morning. Rainfall near a quarter inch before it is all said and done. Could get some gusts of around 40 miles per hour. 47 the high, clear, and 33 tonight. Good night to uh, maybe build a fire in the fireplace. Good morning, Delta. Hello. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Partly cloudy in 61 for tomorrow, sunny in 69 on Sunday. Partly cloudy in 69 on Monday. And then we get into a a stretch of weather where we'll see some uh, 40s. Uh, Maybe uh, some 50-degree weather next Tuesday. How about uh, some 30s? Yes, looks like uh, there is even talk of some snow. Not a whole lot in the way of accumulation at this point. But we'll kind of follow that because it has dropped off to some degree, where we were talking uh, low to mid to upper 40s. We're talking possibly some uh, mid to upper 30s next week as well. Keep an eye on all of it, but the good news is we uh, dodged a bullet as far as any real severe weather moving through our area. We did get the rainfall again, uh, possibly some locally heavy rainfall that could, could cause uh, creeks, streams, and low-water crossings to become somewhat of an issue. So check that before you uh, head over those areas. Remember, turn around, don't drown. Current lake level at 654.7. We are, of course, under the winter drawdown, which will go on for uh, a little bit longer. Uh, River level at 555.01. Surface water tip at 43 degrees. We hope to be talking uh, in this first hour with Senator Jill Carter about SB85, her local control school district's bill. This would allow for schools to choose their assessments and curriculum. Also, SJR 28, ratification reform, her version requires a simple majority as well as a simple majority in over half of the state house districts. Not only will it give rural America a voice, but it is aligned with so many other functions of government. In order to get a bill passed, we elect representation. The bill then requires a simple majority by the representatives to be passed. Time permitting, we'll try and touch on uh, SB 49, 236, 134. The uh, SAFE Act, carried by Senator Mike Moon. We talked to Mike Moon a couple of weeks ago about all of this. It would uh, protect individuals under the age of 18 from gender transition hormones and reassignment surgery. So we will uh, keep our fingers crossed that uh, Senator Carter will be checking in with us here shortly. Give us an opportunity to find out more about uh, what she is working on. And I guess maybe... A good opportunity to uh, lead you to my Facebook page. And there she is right there. Lead you to my Facebook page. And, uh, of course, to uh, talk a little bit about some of the things that uh, I have put up this morning, including some poll questions for you. If you'd like to go to Facebook.com, Kevin Burns, K-E-V-I-N-B-U-R-N-S, and see if, uh, indeed, that is... uh, Something you might be interested in talking about or responding to those poll questions this morning. Good morning to you all all of you David and Joe and Delta. Good morning. We'll see if uh, Senator Carter is going to join us, but um, I put up some poll questions. Uh, do our legislators do enough to protect our children? I think I put does our legislator <laughs> does our legislator do enough? I think I meant, do our legislators do enough to protect our children? Is is that their job, you think, to protect our children? And what are you doing to be actively involved in your child's education? Are you keeping an eye on what's going on at uh, the school? Well, I hope you are. How involved do you get? Because I think, uh, again, some parents kind of look at school as a babysitting service, or so I've been told. You know, we know the kids have got to get up and be on the bus or we have to drop them off at school. And then uh, we know what time they get off, what time they get on the bus, what time they get home or what time we're supposed to pick them up. Or maybe they walk. I don't know. How many kids actually walk to school anymore? I guess there are a few. But uh, overall, some poll questions for you this morning. And you can uh, respond to those. You can even give me a call this morning, if you'd like, at 573-633-5395. And talk a little bit about what it is that uh, you feel is necessary for your children to get a good education. And we can even talk homeschooling, if you'd like. I know that we've talked to some local homeschoolers. And these uh, ladies and their children were actually in the studio at one point to uh, kind of give us a little insight as to what goes on with the kids when these parents decide they want to homeschool. Is that something that you've considered? Is that something that uh, you are in favor of? Do you think as our schools become places for social experiments on our children that maybe homeschooling is not a bad idea? Do you think that you could pull it off? There are some ways to learn about homeschooling. There are some things that you can do to get better educated on homeschooling. And there are homeschooling groups in the area that I'm sure would be happy to talk with you about homeschooling your children, if that's something you feel like you want to do. I think that, uh, quite frankly, in this day and age, if I had a child, I might be interested in homeschooling. I might very well be interested in homeschooling. My one and only is a grown-up, 27 years old. He uh, has seemed to turn out all right. He came down for a visit last weekend. And for all intents and purposes, uh, I was relatively involved in his education. You know, we went to a lot of the things that he participated in in school. Of course, uh, watched him play football. And I did take time from time to time to uh, ask him, so what are you learning about in school today? What are you learning about in school? And he would tell me, and he would show me the books, and I never really saw anything that I questioned. Uh, But obviously we've got uh, school board elections coming up here shortly. Wonder if it's not a bad idea to get a hold of some of those folks and get them in here and uh, give them an opportunity to tell you why they should be on the school board. Do you feel like the current school board is, is doing a good job? Seems like a lot of people were excited when certain people ended up on the school board. How, uh, how often do you go to school board meetings? What are some of the concerns that you have? Do you share your concerns with school board members? I would think uh, so many of you do because we have these elections where we elect these people to the school board, and we think in most cases that they have our best interest in mind. What do you feel is uh, maybe a, a topic that you would like to address in terms of school and school boards? And Like I said, do you make it a uh, a regular opportunity to visit and talk with your school board members and attend school board meetings. 816-573-633-5395, as I said, I don't know if we're going to get uh, Senator Carter on the program this morning or not. I know these folks get busy from time to time, and they aren't necessarily always available. When we, uh, we like them to be available, sometimes things change. An education-based story, uh, Missouri debates ban on LGBTQ education for all grades. The bill's sponsor said that under her proposal, teachers would likely be banned from explaining the 2015 Supreme Court ruling that legalized gay marriage. And uh, Missouri lawmakers, they argued on Wednesday over a bill that would ban most LGBTQ education subjects for all grades in the state's public schools. This proposal is modeled after a Florida education law last year that was passed, touted by supporters as protecting parents' rights, (laughs) excuse me, and dubbed by opponents as a don't-say-gay law. The Missouri bill debated in the state House committee hearing would ban K-12 public school staff from teaching about gender identity and sexual orientation. I've seen a lot of people speaking out on this recently. And I've kind of tried to watch both sides of the argument here. But I've heard from a lot of people who are opponents of teaching gender identity and sexual orientation. Because they don't feel as though kids really understand what it is they're being told. What they're being taught. And I guess there is kind of a fine line And maybe you feel that way, that there is a fine line between teaching a child and telling a child about these particular issues. Now, the Florida law only prohibits teaching those subjects from kindergarten through third grade, although any lessons on those topics for students of any grade are also banned if they are not age-appropriate. Exposure to such topics is inappropriate for children, creating confusion which may then cause doubt in their identities, said Representative Ann Kelly, a former teacher and the Republican sponsor of the Missouri bill. It is not the place of the school to indoctrinate our children by exposing them to gender and sexual identity uh, curriculums and courses. Kelly said her bill will need to be amended so it does not limit teaching for advanced placement courses. In response to a question from a committee member, Kelly said she assumes that under her bill, educators would be banned from explaining the 2015 U.S. Supreme Court ruling uh, in uh, Obergefell v. Hodges that legalized same-sex marriage. It seems like the things that you want to prohibit are targeted to one particular group that you find disfavorable, Republican Representative Phil Christofinelli told Kelly, hmm, Democratic rep in Mackie, a former teacher who is gay, asked Kelly if him being gay in the classroom and not hiding that from students would be limited under her bill. Did you ever inform your students on your beliefs, Kelly asked Mackie. They did know I was gay, Mackie said. They would see my wedding ring and they would ask about it and I would say I have a husband. A committee vote on the bill was not scheduled as of Wednesday afternoon. The White House Disney and LGBTQ advocates criticized the passage of the Florida bill last year. Republican Governor Ron DeSantis said the bill was a victory for parents and would prevent indoctrination. Some Florida schools have since moved library books and debated changing textbooks in response to the new law. Some teachers have worried that family pictures on their desks could get them in trouble. A federal judge in February again dismissed a lawsuit challenging the Florida's Florida law's constitutionality, the judge ruled that the students, parents, and teachers who filed the lawsuit didn't have legal standing. The Missouri Senate is considering a similar bill requiring public school teachers and staff to tell parents if their children express discomfort or confusion. This from NBCNews.com. To tell parents if their children express discomfort or confusion. What do kids know about this particular subject other than what they hear? Do you think these, uh, and and especially younger children, do you feel as though they have a good working knowledge of what it is they're being taught? I guess that's why they're trying to teach it to them, so they have a better understanding of what it is that um, Representative Kelly wants uh, wants to do here. Banned K-12 public school staff from teaching about gender identity and sexual orientation. How important is that, do you feel? And I wonder if there's anybody out there that really feels as though this is important and needs to be taught in schools. Do you feel like you're really, oh, I don't know. Not able to talk about this. Because it, it doesn't it kind of go back to the conversation that some parents have and some parents don't about the birds and the bees? You know, that, uh, and, and I don't know exactly when they started doing this, but I remember in health class, I think it was, uh, might have been, might have been my freshman year in high school. They talk to us about the birds and the bees. Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. And uh, how the reproductive system works and why things happen the way that they do. I don't know. For some parents, I think it kind of let them off the hook a little bit, right? They didn't have to have that conversation. But when your child came home and said, uh, they want to talk to us about sex, mom. They want to talk to us about sex, Dad. Do you mind? What did you do? Did you sign the little permission slip? Did your parents sign the little permission slip? My mom did. She wasn't too uh, excited about having to have that conversation with me. We did talk about it very briefly. (laughs) Very short, sweet, and to the point. Basically, mom said, uh, now, you know that uh, sometimes certain things can happen between a boy and a girl, and that if certain measures aren't taken, that uh, the girl could possibly end up pregnant. And I think a lot, I don't know how other parents handled that, but I know some of the parents that uh, I was around put the fear of God into their children. Good morning, Brian. But I often wonder sometimes, I often wonder just exactly what it is that uh, our schools are doing trying to teach our kids about sexual orientation and gender identity and why that is so important in the mind or in the eyes of, uh, again, higher ups, because I would imagine this is something that uh, has been developed by the Department of Education on the federal level, then it kind of trickles down to the states, and then the states more or less decide how they want to handle it. I would imagine there are some states that are all about teaching gender identity and sexual orientation. There are other states that would say, no, we've got more important things. We want the kids to be able to learn how to read and write and uh, do some simple math problems maybe, uh, and then kind of... See where it goes from there if they have a a need to want to get into some uh, tougher types of math, algebra, calculus, maybe some of the sciences and things like that. It's more important to teach kids about what it is they need to be learning in school like, you know, what we've talked about as opposed to teaching them about gender identity and sexual orientation. Do you think that's smart? I would think in this area, a lot of parents are going to do as much as they possibly can to block any type of education in that uh, general direction. And our state legislators are apparently kicking it around, talking about it. Do you think it's the job of a state legislature to determine what our kids are learning about as far as sexual orientation and uh, gender identity? Or do you think that's up to the parents so that each kid basically... uh, Basically gets it from mom and dad, or mom or dad. Hmm. Interesting story here from uh, the 31-year-old star of the Elvis movie was rushed to the ER when body just started shutting down story we might talk about on the other side of the break this morning. Austin Butler, the actor who played Elvis Presley in the biopic Elvis, which I thought was a pretty good movie, recently made headlines after revealing that he had to visit the emergency room following the end of filming. I thought maybe this might have been a story about whether or not he was vaccinated. He did spend a week in bed. And they said, I guess this was due to the rather aggressive filming schedule that they had to set aside for this guy. But uh, he described his experience as a wake-up call, saying that he realized he needed to prioritize his health and take time to recover. Like I said, I don't know if uh, it had anything to do with a COVID shot. Another young person. Died Suddenly is the documentary you want to check out, by the way. I guess I can kind of. Segue into what I thought we might be talking about here with this young man. A lot of professional athletes, very young athletes, are having issues. Some of them are dying. And then they find out that, oh, yeah, by the way, we got the shot. Because in order for us to play sports on this particular team, in this particular sport, they told us we had to get vaccinated, or the jab, as they call it. And there are now plenty of documented cases of these athletes. Much like we saw in the Buffalo Bills-Cincinnati Bengals football game. These athletes are just collapsing. And And I think that was a real wake-up call. And, and maybe to some degree kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit when it comes to this. What we've talked about with these athletes. Because most of this it seemed like was swept under the rug and now you're on a national stage it's monday night football and you have something like this happen and i don't care if you're an avid fan of monday night football or not we all seem to you know if it's boring what we're watching we kind of flip around a little bit oh that looks like maybe something interesting we'll watch it and boom all the all of a sudden this happens monday night football has been a platform for a lot of major events in addition to watching a football game, you know they uh, they announced when John Lennon was shot that was Howard Cosell that did that, and some other things that we've seen and heard about during Monday night football games over the years. But I thought maybe this might be a little different as far as the uh, the story. But it's nice to know the guy is uh, on the mend. He looks. He looks like he may have. Uh, been working a little too hard. Guys as thin as thin can be. I I guess that's not really the way though that you want to get in shape is to work yourself into the hospital. Another story I see here this morning from the Gateway Pundit. It says, where the hell is Chief Justice Roberts? Where the hell are they? General Mike Flynn goes off on SCOTUS as America loses its justice system to tyrants. I'll talk a little bit more about this. It has to do, I believe, with um, some of the folks that were thrown in jail on January 6th of 2021. My apologies uh, to you for uh, missing out on the interview with Senator Jill Carter. Again, we were going to talk about SB 85, SJR 28, and time permitting uh, some, some uh, bills that uh, Senator Mike Moon was involved with, SB 49, 236, and 134, the SAFE Act. So let us get to the bottom of the hour and, of course, continue on with some information. How about Stacy Johnson? With LakeExpo.com, and also, how about Chris Schneider with Lake TV News and Sports, and a whole lot more, including our weekly visit from Dave maupin in the nine o'clock hour as we take our journey among the dogwoods on the Daily Show.
1: I'm Stacy Johnson. And this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, March 3rd. A second victim in the Edwards, Missouri shooting last month has died in the hospital. The Camden County Sheriff's Office has confirmed the death of 54-year-old Tammy Larrabee, Friday afternoon at University Hospital. Larrabee's the second fatality in this investigation. After Eric Cantrell died on the scene of the shooting, Alexander Cantrell King, who's 19, is being held without bond in the Camden County Adult Detention Facility as after being charged with first-degree murder and armed criminal action. A Rocky Mount man was injured when he was ejected from his motorcycle Wednesday on Red Arrow Road. 42-year-old Brad Christman was driving a Harley-Davidson when the motorcycle experienced an unknown mechanical problem, traveled off the left side of the road, and ejected Christman. He sustained moderate injuries and was taken by EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. According to the report, Christman was not wearing a helmet at the time of that crash. Last weekend's Polar Plunge brought over 200 participants out to Lake of the Ozarks to dive into the chilly water for Special Olympics Missouri. The plunge raised nearly $300,000 for Special Olympics, which is up almost $100,000 from last year. Special Olympics Missouri provides year-round sports training and athletic competition for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at Lake Expo. Com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, lakeexpo.com.
0: A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739 573-378-8739
2: With your key radio lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday high school basketball. It is king right now. There are a couple of huge games tonight. District Championship Games Versailles at 20 and 6 taking on Springfield Catholic for the district title. Winner will move into the sectionals. Camdenton, they will play tonight. They come off an upset over Rolla in the first round of their district. They beat Rolla, so they will play St. Francis Borgia in their district semifinal tonight. Ladies, the Eldon Lady Mustangs beating Blair Oaks in their district semifinal last night, so the Eldon Ladies play their district championship tomorrow against Fatima. The Camdenton Ladies' season came to an end last night. They lost their district opener to Marshfield, so the Lady Lakers finish 7 18. Max Creek girls have won 17 in a row. They're 24 5. They are in the state quarterfinal round. They will play tomorrow against 24 3 Leeton. And the Tipton ladies, 28 1, will play in their state quarterfinal against Northeast Cairo tomorrow. As for college hoops, MSU Bears winning their first game in the Valley Tournament last night. They beat Illinois Chicago 74 67. So the uh, six Seeded Bears will take on the number three seed Southern Illinois tonight. Mizzou is 22 and 8. They round out the regular season at home against Ole Miss tomorrow. The Tigers will play in the SEC tournament next week. Spring training, the Cardinals are three and two after losing to the Astros yesterday. They play the Marlins today. The Royals red hot. They're six and one after beating the Angels yesterday. They'll play the A's today. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and they're all greatness. You can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, don't worry about it. You can watch absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire or at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday.
0: A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV.
2: If it's happening at the lake... It's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center Expo. If worldview has such a powerful
4: hold over people, how do we overcome it? Hillary Clinton's mentor Saul Alinsky advocated a ruthless process of fragmenting society into classes, using ridicule and peer pressure to change people's minds. Alinsky believed that honorable people would be helpless because they would continue to seek the high road, and the low road would overwhelm them. Donald Trump astutely shook things up by not being such a high road conservative, and the Alinsky-inspired media has gone nuts over it. It's highly entertaining, maybe even game-changing, but not a strategy Bible believers can embrace. We are called to be salt and light in order to overcome the worldview of the enemy. The hero of a superhero show was told that his real power was his goodness. The Lord's goodness is our superpower, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this present darkness. These 60-second messages are based on the book... XPO by Bill Munhausen. Available in Amazon Books. Key Radio KEYK keeps you in the know. What better way to spend the day than the 39th annual Lake of the Ozarks St. Patrick's Day Parade? Come to the historic Bagnell Dam Strip at Lake of the Ozarks, Saturday, March 18th at 1 p.m. Grab the lawn chairs for an afternoon of family fun, watching the various floats, cars, motorcycles, and even boats as they make their trip along the strip. That's the St. Patrick's Day Parade, March 18th at Bagnell Dam. Support your veterans and have a good time, too. Camdenton VFW post number 5923 has bingo every Friday night and first Saturday of the month. Doors open at 4 p.m. and bingo starts at 6.30. VFW is located just off Business South 5 at 65 VFW Drive. Look for the VFW sign and the big military tank one mile south of the square in Camdenton.
0: The Lake of the Ozarks Community Radio Station. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. We're right back here at 838. Thank you for joining us. A wet start to the day. And we will see some rain on and off this morning. As a matter of fact, it looks like we're still enduring uh, some rain. But it will stop. And uh, as a bit of good news weather-wise, if it makes you feel a little warmer. I'd originally said 47 for the high today. But now they're saying, how about 48? Rain early, then remaining cloudy with showers in the afternoon. High 48. The whole forecast has essentially changed for the day. They were saying the rain was going to uh, knock off. We do have a 100% chance for precipitation. Some gusty winds possible. Winds out of the north-northwest at about 15 to 25 miles per hour. We could uh, get the occasional 40 mile per hour wind gust. Certainly not out of the question. And then a clear sky tonight, a low of 33. Partly cloudy and 62 tomorrow. Sunny and 69 on Sunday. Partly cloudy and 70 on Monday. Clouds in 53 Tuesday, showers in 47 on Wednesday, and then they're talking possibly about a rain-snow mix on Thursday and maybe into Friday as well. Temps not getting out of the upper 30s. We're really not going to see a whole lot more in terms of the increase, Uh, maybe about another 5, 6 degrees. It will struggle to get up to the afternoon high of 48, 42 degrees now at Osage Beach as we broadcast live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors in beautiful downtown Osage Beach. Our SRG Financial Advisors key radio in-studio live cam. You can see my mug this morning. Mm -hmm. And I do appreciate everybody taking the time to uh, give us a listen, checking in wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. Phone lines open at 573-633-5395. That was a good time for you to... Explore the possibilities of calling into the radio program and telling us what's on your mind. Lake level at 655.7, uh, river level at 555.01, and surface water temp is 43 degrees. was uh, looking at our buddy Joe Grafman. Joe, uh... good morning, Larry, and good morning, Brad. A little rain never hurt a thing. It's Friday. Going to celebrate it my way. Have a great day and enjoy your weekend, too. Thank you, sir. Now, Larry, the last time we spoke with you, you were down in Florida. I guess you were down there. Were you at uh, Cardinals uh, Training Camp? They in the, what, Grapefruit League down there? There's the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League. Went and saw my friend Bradley Berg yesterday. I don't know if you knew this or not. Uh, he is the new Executive Director at uh, Lake Cab. And we uh, we get together probably about once a week or so and meet and talk and figure out what's going on. Let us uh, jump in here and take a phone call this morning. And caller, I appreciate you checking us out. You are on the Daily Show. What's up?
5: I was thinking about the uh, sexual education. And remembering back, I'm 43 years old, and so I remember when I was in school, probably fourth or fifth grade, right. I remember pulling all of us goals and teaching us. Uh, it, basically, the education that we were given were how babies were made right. and a reproductive system. Sure. This is where it crosses the boundaries for me. Right. They're now getting into religious things. There are things that my children learn according right. to my Bible, but now you're going to overstep boundaries by teaching things that are going outside of mine. So I don't know how they can get away with teaching education um about husband and wives or being transgender or gay or any of that without crossing religious boundaries. Uh-huh. Most religions do not agree with that. So I don't know if that you know, they took the Bible out of school. Mm-hmm. Why would they do that? <laughs> because it's pushing this agenda yet again. You know, and, and so then it just really I have a four year old granddaughter and we are discussing not sending her to school. We will probably homeschool her.
6: Uh-huh.
5: Um, she was in a Christian, public, uh, um, private Christian school, but then they moved to this area. So we're we'll probably homeschooling, but it's because there's so many things being taught in schools that we're not allowed to teach religion in school. If you're going to teach those things, maybe we need to bring the Bible back in, bring the Quran in. I'm not, a, I'm not Muslim, but let's look at that then, because that all ties back in to values that are taught in the home.
0: Well, the Bible used to be the book they used in school for a lot of years. I mean, for any okay. number of reasons. Oh, okay, no, that's why they pulled it out. Any number of reasons. The Bible was was what was used to, to teach children how to read, how to count, how to uh, do a lot of different things. And, uh, yeah, eventually it went by the wayside, like a lot of things. And uh, it, it's it's just really weird how all of this starts with what we think or what they tell us. Uh, is, is you know, this is just regular, you know, curriculum. We want to make sure the kids know all of the options. And, you know, if there's a kid in there that's feeling uh, maybe a little out of place, a little confused about their sexuality or their gender, uh, we're here to help them. But, again, I, I, I don't necessarily think that's the school's job. And uh, if the school wants...
5: There's a lot of that are not... The... There's a lot of education that is not the school's job. I actually went to college to to get a degree in elementary education. Right. Um, I finally dropped out after I was realizing that most of it was not me learning how to teach kids math or learning how to teach kids how to read. Most of my education was learning about how to, about feelings and emotions with these children. That's all fine and dandy, but... These kids are, where's the education anymore? We've, we've, that's all. Let's not teach that. Let's teach about marriage. That has nothing to do with an education. That has nothing to do with math. It's nothing to do with that. that. has nothing to do with teaching these kids to read. We've gotten away from education in, in the United States. I say, I've, I've worked with um, their J1 students, the students that come over from other countries, and uh, I often say that Americans, we're stupid. We are really dumb people compared to a lot of other countries because they are teaching the math skills and they're teaching the reading skills and they're teaching the language skills. How many of us Jane one student? I don't know how many of them spoke several languages. I only speak English. They learned that in school. Where are we? We're, we're, Americans are dumb. I'm sorry, we are dumb <laughs> people. And this just shows it even this Let's dumb our children down.
0: Thank you for your phone call this morning. Appreciate it. That, that may very well be the uh, logic behind it. Let's, let's dumb everybody down. Sure. I wonder if you... Uh, uh, I wonder if you aren't almost teaching kids, and, and, and it, it's like the little light bulb goes off over your head. And I wonder if you aren't almost teaching kids to become more reliant on other people. Rely on others to solve your problems. Rely on others to do things for you. Rely on others to make decisions for you. Because you're busy. You've got things going on. You know, you've got uh, work and you've got uh, who knows what else in your life, obviously as kids get older. And if you rely on other people, it just makes life easier in the grand scheme of things. Because... That's what we're trying to get people to do now, rely more on their government. The government rolls out this program. The government rolls out that program in order to help people. We want to help you. We're the government, and we're here to help. And when you hear that, that should make you cringe. That should make you feel as though there's something up if you don't already feel that way. But the easiest avenue to get to most children is through the schools. I think most of us know that. And that is where your vigilance comes into play. That's where your vigilance is necessary to make sure that they're not teaching your kids anything you don't really care for the kids to know. Or, you know, the kids are getting an education. Because it seems like, as is normally the case, we base things on test scores. And then we're baffled at why kids aren't doing well, so what do we do? Well, we throw money at the problem in hopes that it'll go away. Uh, We don't pay our teachers in this state a whole lot. Um, And I think now, much like law enforcement, I think it's almost to the point where a lot of teachers are starting to just say, you know what? The heck with it. I didn't come here to do this. I didn't come here to be a part of this. I want to teach kids, you know, and, and, and as the caller alluded to, worrying about their feelings and their emotions. Well, again, I wonder if sometimes people just can't seem to get through all of that. And I, I truly wonder. I truly wonder. Caller, good morning. You are on the Daily Show. What's up?
7: Yeah, I think one of the big problems that we always have is I think the schools and the teachers think it's their job to raise our kids
6: mm.
7: instead of just teaching them, mm-hmm. you know. And so you end up getting the kids back from school, and uh, they're trying to teach them how to be better people. And meanwhile, they don't know how to do math or they don't know how to write or read. And so it's like we we end up having to do the teaching at home
6: mm-hmm.
7: uh, when we should be raising the kids and they should be teaching the kids. It's like the roles have reversed themselves.
0: Well, and and, and that's to the point I made earlier about some parents feeling as though the school is a babysitting service. And if that is the approach, maybe, you know, teachers pick up on that and say, well, you're not getting any attention at home. And and, and what are some of the basic things that you need to know? I was married to a special education teacher for uh, a few years. And I know the struggles that she dealt with with a lot of these kids that were brought in because... And and I hate to use this term, but quite frankly, these kids were more or less considered throwaways. Okay, you're in a special education class. Uh, you know what is what is it that your child is dealing with? What kind of a learning disability does your child have? Um, and it was up to the teacher and the teacher's aide to determine what the problems were. And then, you know, you've got 15, 20 kids in a class, and you have to individually deal with each one of them because they all have maybe certain types of learning disabilities. Some of them kind of fall into the same category and maybe that's easy to work with a group of kids but then there are those instances where you have individual students who who just can't keep up with the rest of the class or they don't care or whatever the case may be and so i could see where in some instances a teacher is worried just based on what the uh, teacher sees when the when the child comes to school every day maybe the kid uh, is dressed in the same clothes that uh, they were dressed in the day before. There's an issue with personal hygiene or or, or something like that because my ex-wife, she dealt with all of that. And then on top of it, to have the IEP meetings with parents, uh, there was was a good reason why her hair was literally falling out of her head because she couldn't understand how some of these people just basically wrote their kids off. Okay, it's not my problem from 8 to 3.30 and... uh, you know, that's that uh, got to be tough when you're up against something like that. And, and maybe not even necessarily special education, but uh, in, in, in classrooms, period, that there are kids that are having issues. And so maybe the teacher takes a, a child under their wing a little bit and tries to teach them some basic skills. But, uh, again, uh, how far do you take that? I mean, at, at what point do you say, as a teacher, I can only do so much? It's up to the parents to be responsible for a lot of the things that these uh, these kids are lacking. Don't know.
7: Yeah, I mean, this is this is where some of this SEL stuff comes in, right? Social-emotional learning. Right. Where they, uh, but the problem is they approach it with a broad brush, where they basically just want to treat all the kids as if they all need the same kind of special help. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason they do it is because otherwise, if they were to track kids where, hey, these kids need help, these kids don't. So we're just going to do the SEL stuff for the kids who need it. Uh, they know that what is what would come out is that those kids then don't get as much instruction in academics, and those kids won't do as well in school. They'll score lower than the kids who are just getting the state academic education. Right. And they're afraid to do that. They're afraid to expose it that way, where it'll be proven that if you focus on SEL, that the kids, uh, they perform poorly. They don't perform as well as the kids who are just getting the academic training. That's okay. it, KB. Just want to call in... Uh,
0: and throw in my two cents. I appreciate it this morning. It's great to hear from you. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors about The Daily Show on Key Radio, all of you. And um, I really enjoy the fact that we have some listener interaction this morning. That's uh, that's good stuff. I enjoy hearing your thoughts. It's 8.52, so we do have time if more folks would like to chime in and get on the bandwagon with what it is we're talking about this morning, or if you have something completely and totally different that you would like to Add to the conversation. Dave Maupin joins me at 910. We will uh, certainly have. You know, my ex-wife was a special education teacher. My sister is a grade school teacher. And I don't necessarily think by any stretch of the imagination that I know everything there is to know about education. Not even close. What I know couldn't fill a thimble. But I do know enough to see that legislators are making a, uh, an attempt to uh, try and protect kids. But you know, while I can appreciate that, I think initially it's up to parents to see what their kids are learning in school, to talk to the teacher, to talk to the principal, to talk to the administration, to talk to the school board. You pay this, uh, you know, little tax that goes to the school, and so I think you should be able to have a voice uh, without a doubt in what your kids are learning. 853 from thegatewaypundit.com. Where the hell is Chief Justice Roberts? Where the hell are they? General Mike Flynn goes off on SCOTUS as America loses its justice system to tyrants. On Thursday, March 2nd, yesterday at 9 a.m. Eastern, we had the honor of hosting two of our favorite Patriot heavyweights for the Political Prisoner podcast. Jake Lang, who joined uh, the folks live from prison where he has been held for 774 days without a trial. He was joined by General Mike Flynn, who Jake interviewed for the Gateway Pundit Political Prisoner podcast. Jake was nearly killed on January 6th when he was gassed and smothered by a huge pile of people on the steps of the U.S. Capitol. The woman beside him, Roseanne Boylan, was killed that day. She was gassed, crushed, and beaten by Capitol Police Officer Lila Morris several dozen times. Capitol Police Officer Lila Morris was filmed beating Roseanne with a stick after she passed out. While Jake was buried under the pile, Capitol Police continued to push protesters on top of him. Jake also saw Philip... Anderson's limp body, laying next to Roseanne Boylan. Jake was able to pull Anderson to safety and saved his life that day, but Jake was not able to save Roseanne from the police. Roseanne Boylan was killed by police on the steps of the U.S. Capitol. The mainstream media ignored the crime and instead lied about Roseanne following her death. On Thursday, July 6, police violence victim Philip Anderson also joined Jake to discuss his ordeal and thank Jake for saving his life that day. Goes on to say, uh, uh, let me touch on that because I think that this is a really important point about sort of a uh, psyop that uh, we're involved in, right? The psychological operation that uh, we're involved in as you plan things, these things, or put these uh, things together because this is sort of what we're going through. And uh, so when you go after people like me, you take the first steps, and you literally go in, and you try to punish people at the highest levels, these sort of political targets, because you disagree with their political philosophy. You disagree with the kinds of things that they're wanting to do, frankly, to help the country politically, right? You go after those of us, in my particular case, and I'll speak for myself, just an incredible level of persecution, And so they make these things very public, right? And what it does is it puts a bit of fear into others that they are in that walk of life, that are in that sort of high-profile walk of life, right? We're going to go after sort of the smaller targets, the smaller fish in the sea, right? And we're going to go after a lot of them because what it does is it puts a blanket of fear over the entirety of our country, And I think that's important. Um, The United States Supreme Court, they have a role in all of this. They have a role to protect the integrity of the justice system, the judiciary, particularly the judiciary. In fact, specifically the judiciary. When we look at somebody like you, and there's constitutional issues that are being violated, your rights are being violated constitutionally. So where the hell is Justice Roberts? Where is Chief Justice Roberts? Uh, The justices on that court, especially the Chief Justice, they have an obligation to protect the integrity of the Constitution and the integrity of the judiciary because they're the highest court in the land. And so I kind of question, like, where the hell are they? I mean, they cannot sit there and say, well, we didn't know. We're not aware. That's as bad as the silent uh, Germans to the Nazis in World War II saying, well, I was just following orders. We didn't know. Yes, sir, I'm sick of it. I want people, and if I sound like I'm upset, I am upset. So many people are in prison. So many people are just sitting there and getting absolutely no help whatsoever. Caller, we've got you on the tail end of the hour, and I appreciate you joining us. So uh, what's on your mind this morning? Well, what
7: you were talking about is they put them all in jail. You know, they, what like you say, what Hitler did, Stalin did, all of the uh, tyrants... The first one of the first things they do is scare the living bejesus out of the general populace by punishing everybody. Like, look what they're trying to do to the whole Trump family. They would be happy if they had all of them in prison and strung up uh, Donald Trump. Uh, and public execution and uh, would put the fear of God into anybody willing to stand up against them and people like you and people like me and and Paisley in the local neighborhood, uh, suddenly we disappear Uh, they're going to put us in the gulag they're going to make a martyr out of me
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you for your phone call And, and I think you're absolutely right that is the ultimate point to all of this if we take people and we make examples out of them, just like they used to do in the old town square. You know, they catch somebody for stealing, they bring them into the town square, and they hang them. They hang him right there in front of everyone. And, and, and it used to be, back in, you know, what was the movie with uh, Mel Gibson, uh, where he was William Wallace, right? And they disemboweled this guy. And people came down, and they, it was an event. They were selling food. How can you eat a sandwich and watch somebody get disemboweled? Well, apparently there are a lot of people, uh, you know, it was like, uh, oh, I don't know. It was like going to uh, an annual event that we'd have here at the lake, and everybody gets together. And hey, how you doing? What's going on? How you been? How's, how are the kids? What's uh, Oh, and hey, wait, they're getting ready to disembowel uh, this guy up here. Uh, I'll talk to you in a minute after it's over. Hey, can I get a sandwich? Nine o'clock on the Midwest Coast. Sure won't be doing what he did because I don't want to end up up there. Everybody goes home, and I mean it reverberates through the crowd and the people that weren't there. The people who are there go and tell them exactly what's going on. What, what, what happened? I watched some dude get disemboweled. It was amazing. And, oh, by the way, there's this guy that makes these great sandwiches. you got to get one if you ever go down there. But it left a uh, taste in their mouths more than just a literal taste, a figurative taste as well, I would imagine, right? Not going to do that. No, sir. Not going to challenge these folks. Not for any reason. Look what can happen to you. And so we've got political prisoners that are sitting in jail because of what happened on January 6, 2021, And they're just apparently not getting anything that they need as far as well, if they're not able to have a trial, they certainly maybe don't have any legal representation either in there. They're they're doing whatever they can do to strive, survive, stay alive, and get the word out. Straight up, nine oh one on the Midwest Coast, and we've got some news for you. Stacy Johnson with lakeexpo.com also Chris Schneider with Lake TV and a check of sports. You've got news, you've got sports, and we'll follow that up with our weekly conversation. Dave Maupin joining us at 910 to take us on our weekly journey among the dogwoods. It's the Daily Show on Key Radio. This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key.
1: Stacey Johnson and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, March 3rd. A second victim in the Edwards, Missouri shooting last month has died in the hospital. The Camden County Sheriff's Office has confirmed the death of 54-year-old Tammy Larrabee, Friday afternoon at University Hospital. Larrabee's the second fatality in this investigation. After Eric Cantrell died on the scene of the shooting, Alexander Cantrell King, who's 19, is being held without bond in the Camden County Adult Detention Facility as after being charged with first-degree murder and armed criminal action. A Rocky Mount man was injured when he was ejected from his motorcycle Wednesday on Red Arrow Road. 42-year-old Brad Christman was driving a Harley-Davidson when the motorcycle experienced an unknown mechanical problem, traveled off the left side of the road, and ejected Christman. He sustained moderate injuries and was taken by EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. According to the report, Christman was not wearing a helmet at the time of that crash. Last weekend's Polar Plunge brought over 200 participants out to Lake of the Ozarks to dive into the chilly water for Special Olympics Missouri. The plunge raised nearly $300,000 for Special Olympics, which is up almost $100,000 from last year. Special Olympics Missouri provides year-round sports training and athletic competition for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at Lake Expo Lake News Events, Boating, and the Lake Life, com
0: Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to KBSFREE65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received.
2: with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. High school basketball, it is king right now. There are a couple of huge games tonight. District championship games versus sales at 20-6, and six, taking on Springfield Catholic for the district title. Winner will move into the sectionals. Camdenton. They will play tonight. They come off an upset over Ralla in the first round of their district. They beat Ralla, so they will play St. Francis Borgia in their district semifinal tonight. Ladies, the Eldon Lady Mustangs beating Blair Oaks in their district semifinal last night. So the Eldon Ladies play their district championship tomorrow against Fatima. The Camdenton Ladies' season came to an end last night. They lost their district opener to Marshfield. So the Lady Lakers finished 7 and 18. Max Creek Girls have won 17 in a row. They're 24 and 5. They are in the state quarterfinal round. They will play tomorrow against 24 and 3 Leeton and the Tipton Ladies 28 and 1 will play in their state quarterfinal against Northeast Cairo tomorrow. As for college hoops, MSU Bears winning their first game in the Valley Tournament last night. They beat Illinois Chicago 74-67. So the uh, 6 seeded Bears will take on the number three seed Southern Illinois tonight. Mizzou is 22 and 8. They round out the regular season at home against Ole Miss tomorrow. The Tigers will play in the SEC tournament next week. Spring training, the Cardinals are three and two after losing to the Astros yesterday. They play the Marlins today. The Royals red hot. They're six and one after beating the Angels yesterday. They'll play the A's today. Lake TV brings you five local lake area shows, and they're all greatness. You can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, don't worry about it. You can watch absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire or at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday.
3: Do you or a family member or maybe an employee need help? Encompass Purpose is here for you. Encompass Purpose is a nonprofit solution to wellness. You have a true potential to live up to your healthy mind and healthy body. A happier, more successful existence. We work with individuals and employers to do just that. EncompassPurpose.com, 573-286-5625. And also make sure to tune in to our radio program right here on 89.3
4: The Key. We're introducing something new on Key Radio called Ozark's Voices. Express yourself anytime on the air without commitments or radio skills. Just email billm at orioncenter.org. And I'll contact you about recording anything from five minutes to a half hour. We can record by phone or in my office, or you can record it and send it to me. It can be a monologue or a conversation, whatever works best for you. Then I'll produce it as part of an Ozarks Voices show on Key Radio. Any topic is fine. Hobbies, comments about lake happenings, conspiracy theories, or say hi to Grandma. I'll make sure you sound great. Send a message to Bill that's BillM at OrionCenter.org, that's B-I-L-L-M at O-R-I-O-N-C-E-N-T-E-R and be a part of Ozark's Voices.
0: got a topic you'd like to share with the community contact us right here at 89.3 the key right back here at 909 and I thank you for joining us on uh, kind of a wet day wet day and if you let your dog outside you got a wet dog and then the dog kind of smells well I think my dog when he really gets his uh, his funk on uh, smells like corn chips. That's that's the that's the smell that I would attribute to my dog when he stinks, as bad as he can possibly stink. And he uh, he's getting a bath this weekend. And so, since I've owned him, he has never had a bath. Uh, well, he's had little baths here and baths there when he runs out in the snow or he runs out in the rain. And so, I'm told the way to do this is is,
8: he, is that a bath? Like you consider that if he runs out in the rain, that's a bath.
0: That's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do, buddy. Wow, we're learning a lot this morning. I'm, a, I'm a little late. To, uh, I slept in this morning. Got to get your bath. Hey, look, it's raining. <laughs> Grab a bar of soap and a washcloth and run behind the house. That's right. Stand in a barrel. I, I understand the way to do this, and I don't know. You've got a, a dog. You, you spread a little peanut. You go in the bathroom. You put the dog in the tub. You spread a little peanut butter on the wall. And so while the dog is licking the peanut butter, you give the dog a bath, and by the time the dog realizes what's going on, it's over and done. Distraction technique. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and as a police officer, I would imagine a former police officer, you, but you still have that sense about you. There's certain things, your spidey sense, your police sure. sense goes off in certain yeah. situations. That was probably something that you would do in a lot of instances if maybe you were by yourself or, uh, you know, things weren't going uh, the way they should go, maybe a traffic stop or an arrest or something. You have distraction techniques. But not, not peanut butter. I mean, it'd be. I don't like, know. Would work. Some criminals probably like peanut butter. If you took walked over, took a big spoon on and, the windshield, and put put the uh, put the peanut butter on the window or something, or or on the wall. They're licking the peanut butter. Next thing you know, they turn around. How did I get in these handcuffs? Yeah, I guess
8: it depends on what kind of drugs they got on board. But yeah, you know, that could happen. Maybe like that's uh, true little weed, it could be like
0: French onion French onion dip or something. French onion dip. Some
8: chips with some French onion dip. Just let them
0: work on that for a while while you search their car. Dave comes <laughs> in with a bag of uh, toastitos and some guacamole. <laughs> Dave Maupin is here, and we'll uh, get to our weekly journey uh, that we take with Dave among the dogwoods. Just real quick, uh, again, weather kind of an issue today with all the rain that we've had. It could prove to be a little uh, interesting driving in and out of the area that you are in because, of course, uh, the rain does have a tendency to back things up a little bit, some uh, maybe occasional flooding in low-lying areas, streams, creeks, low-water crossings and the like. Just keep that in mind. Uh, we will have, it says, rain early, then remaining cloudy with showers in the afternoon, uh, now at a 90% chance. They've cut it back down to 47 instead of 48, clear 33 tonight, partly cloudy at 61 tomorrow, sunny and 69 on Sunday. Partly cloudy in 69 on Monday, then uh, 52 and clouds on Tuesday. Showers in 47, kind of like what we're experiencing today uh, on Wednesday. Rain snow mix in 39 on Thursday. And then the next weekend doesn't look quite as warm. Uh, could be a good weekend to um, throw together a pot of chili, a pot of pozole verde. You like pozole verde? Have you ever heard that before? Nope. Don't know what it is. It's uh, like a pork stew. It's oh. got uh, hominy in it and uh, pork shoulder, some chicken broth and various herbs and spices. It's really good. Slice an avocado, get some. Uh, 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 what there's cheese. I'm trying to remember the cheese that you melt on top of it. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's got verde, uh, so green.
8: So, I know green from yeah. the description. Okay. You get the verde sauce, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, you get the cans of uh, a, a verde. And which is really good, uh, some salsa verde. Ooh, that sounds good right
8: now. Well, I just came in from the parking lot, and I can tell you there's a hundred percent chance that it's raining
0: right now. I appreciate that. So that's
8: the kind of up to date, cutting edge weather reports I can give you.
0: That uh, as a guest host. It makes all the difference in the world. 110 percent positive.
8: It is currently raining.
0: That's the Dave Maupin guaranteed. I'll tell you what the weather is, whether it's right or not. I'll whether right not. outside. I'll open the window. I'll do that for you. Well, we used to have the weather rock. Now, of course, if the weather rock was wet, it was raining. If you couldn't see it, it was foggy. Sure. Things like that. But that's not why we're here. I will tell you that we uh, do have a current temperature of 41 degrees, so we're actually going the other way. 48, I have 47, 48, wherever it's supposed to end up today. I think that's going to be a bit of a struggle. Dave Maupin takes us on a journey among the dogwoods, and I know there was some interesting stuff going on this last week with the Camden County Commission, and I did reach out to you. I haven't said a word because I didn't want to ruin your thunder, but I do think a couple of ribeyes are in my future. I'm just saying, didn't I help you out last year and this year with that – that speech comp
8: That is true. Um, I mean, I'm just saying, uh, there there are some cuts coming your way out of our out of our quarter beef.
0: But beef heart, beef tongue, and maybe cow head if he's got it laying around. Yeah, there's a
8: liver. I mean, you like you like liver and onions, don't you? I thought.
0: What a guy. I thought you like that. Going okay. going to the well for me. Yep. Well, we'll see. We'll Takes see the Paisleys out to lunch. I get I get a beef heart. Here we'll you see. go,
8: buddy. We'll see what we got. <laughs>
0: I'm not going to add any pressure or make him feel guilty.
8: Ribeye's going kind of high on the list, I think.
0: You know, aim high, shoot low. That's
8: right. We'll we'll end up somewhere between. You'll get something between a ribeye and a beef
7: heart. How about that?
0: I got some gristle. Anyway, we had uh, the opportunity to, uh, uh, well, you did anyway, had the opportunity to go out and... uh, partake in some Camden County Commission meetings.
8: I did. Yeah, Let's so, talk about it. So I went to the latest Camden County Commission meeting. Um, you know, it started off kind of slow. Uh, there was, uh, you know, typical stuff, right-of-way on a road, and uh, I guess the financial statement came out. The treasurer publishes a financial statement, so that statement came out, and then they have to uh, get it approved, and then it goes to the state, and they have to put it in the newspaper. Um, so, so that was... That was that. There's a phone contract that they had to sign. Uh, but then the fourth thing that came up was this health department administrator appointment. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it was kind of weird because uh, I, I had the impression that they were driven. interviewing people for the we job. are forward i think we Stephanie are focused Big on you is currently or was Experience currently the blessing currently
6: difference. she our was nurses the health department in administrator head. team environment and where they
1: have even the ability though she was in the to position i, I, I colleagues to knew some people were talking about how they were being interviewed for the position too so i mean maybe that doesn't make her feel very uh comfortable in the,
6: the fact Join that she
1: has
8: she was kind of in the hot seat is what you were saying i guess i guess you have the interview for your own job um I mean, that's good. Maybe that's the way some of these positions should be, where every year you have to prove why you should stay there. Um, so it came up because the, the issue is that uh, the, the county has to designate uh, a health department director or like a county health officer, basically, uh, by the end of February every year. So you have to make this designation. And that's, I guess, the person who would interact with the, the state health department. You know, it's basically the person who's going to be in charge of, of health. Mm-hmm for the county
0: making certain decisions uh, correct like Don't COVID, and and Yeah, that might have been increase. where some of the
8: there were some sore feelings about I'm how that channel. went. Um, and uh, but also like, you know, food inspections Hail, and they do different things and for the county. A variety and of services. <laughs> now, uh, the uh, Worth metro, where I was from, from, the, the health 80 department 80 generally was in charge of hour. Hour. like doing Seems that like like restaurant inspections in and stuff like that. They didn't get into as much the medical side too much, but I'm here. Apparently, there's a broad video. In spectrum of things that they offer. Down for the in a right. in so, there were initially, of um, so uh, Commissioner Skelton said that Missouri statute requires the commission to appoint the health department the administrator in as the like county Amesville health director. Uh, Commissioner Williams made a motion to appoint Stephanie I'm, Dake, who is was the currently right. in the job, and uh, then uh, uh, Commissioner Gohagan refused to second that motion. Hmm. So this brought things kind of to a screeching halt. You have a motion that won't be seconded. Uh, I was wondering if Commissioner Skelton was going to second it, because sometimes that'll happen. You know, that's how they do it. Uh, Normally, a lot of the business is conducted by the two district commissioners, and then the presiding only really gets involved in case there's some kind of impasse between the two of them. Um, But then uh, Commissioner Skelton did not second the motion, so then he declared the motion dead for lack of a second. And I think Commissioner Williams was kind of caught off guard by that. Uh, and then it eventually came around to where they were saying they were going to table it They're gonna have an emergency meeting uh, the next evening to discuss it to have a closed session because it was going to be related to personnel um, so for me that would tell me That there's going to be some kind of change in personnel because otherwise why wouldn't you just appoint the person who's currently in that spot and uh, So I don't know officially what's come out of that meeting that they had that closed session and mm-hmm. um, and that was yesterday? Yeah, I think that was yesterday evening. Because right. uh, they've, they've got training going on. So the only time I've ever really uh, seen the health department uh, involved with uh, the commission meetings was back in, in March, I think of last year. Uh, there was a meeting, and, and so they had a grant. And I can probably just go over that. Um, so the the health department was renovating their offices, and they had a grant to do it. And uh, they share the building with Medical Missions for Christ. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think it was something like $200,000 they were going to do for the grant or something like that. Um, and so the Medical Missions for Christ people were, were there because they were trying to get some ARPA money, I think, from the commission. And so while they were talking to uh, the commission, uh, Commissioner Gohagen asked what construction company was doing the health department's work because they were doing the renovation. And uh, the the Medical Missions for Christ lady said it was Dake Construction. So Stephanie Dake is the director of the health department and Dake Construction is doing the renovation on the health department building. And it was a single bid project. Um, So the reason it's weird is this was a $204,000 bid that was being paid by a $400,000 grant. There was only a single bid on the project And the bid came from Camden County Renovations, not Dake Construction. But once Camden County Renovations got the bid, they then turned around and subcontracted it to Dake Construction. So does that sound appropriate? Because the the guy who runs Dake Construction is actually Stephanie Dake's nephew. Interesting. So single bid project, $204,000 from a grant. Um,
0: Maybe she was just trying to get the guy some work. Right but yeah no, I think that is what she's trying to do. That's probably
8: a good guess. I don't think you can do that though I I, I assume for a lot of grants, especially federal grants, that there are restrictions as far as uh, relationships and potential nepotism, and there's rules that you're supposed to follow when you're awarding uh, funding for those grants. Um, at the time, you know, it was March uh, we were heading towards uh, a, a a big primary, so I think the focus was more on, what was going to happen with the commission right and uh so this might have fallen by the wayside but it just kind of i'd written about it didn't really get a lot of attention because people were focused on other things but when this came up it did remind me that oh yeah that did happen so this is again why it's good to to write about these things and record them and make sure we remember what happened because at the time i thought it was kind of an issue but you know at that point the, the commission was run by greg and and Donnie, and they were basically they could outvote James on almost anything he wanted to do. Right. So there wasn't any point in really making a stink about it because there wasn't going to be any kind of investigation. Now you would ask, well, we've got a county auditor. Did the county auditor uh, take a look at this and think there was anything suspicious about the fact that the the payments were going to the to the construction company that's run by the health department administrator's n- nephew? Mm-hmm. No, of course not. So uh, we we get recycled back into these same problems where there's no oversight. Uh, the county auditor is technically supposed to be, I don't know, um, if you try to describe what the county auditor's job, okay, let's, let's break down what his title is. There's county, which means he works in the county, and then his name is literally the auditor. So, so you would think that part of that job would involve uh, the verb of auditing things. But no, I don't know. So, so am am I the county auditor? I feel like I might be the county auditor because apparently I'm the one that has to notice that the stuff. As right now, you're
0: doing a pretty good job. (laughs) I I can't argue with, uh, with, with where you're, uh, where you're headed with all that. Yeah. Don't want the job, but like, yeah, apparently the
8: county auditor doesn't want the job either because he doesn't want to audit. So, Mm. so, and this has been a pattern. This came up at a a meeting also when we were talking about it. Um, I think at the same meeting later on, they've, uh, they're basically, they decided to rescind the accounting policy for the county. Mm-hmm. And so they've, they've just taken it offline and they're going to re- re- review it and change it. It needs to be changed because uh, according to the commissioners, no one is uh, following it. And, um, the previous commission under Greg hasty had basically given a lot of the commissioner's authority on how to control spending and control the stuff to the auditor. So the auditor has this accounting policy, which gives him a lot of power, uh, and it, according to the commissioners, and and uh, Nathan Rennie was there too. He, he was mentioned that he'd done some research into it. The auditor has been signing off on purchases mm-hmm. uh, that are a higher amount than it's basically anything over. I think ten thousand dollars has to be reviewed and approved by the commission. But the auditor has been taking those things and signing them where the commission signature would go. He's signing it.
0: So, so then do you uh, take that accounting? ability that, uh, the way that things are structured, you just say to the auditors, sorry, you, you don't, uh, you don't get to sign off on anything now because we have to keep a close eye on, on what you're signing off on and make sure we know where all the money's going.
8: I mean, yeah. So the question is, did he get permission to do that? Like did, did hasty or Williams or someone give him permission to sign those documents? Um, I don't know. Like Again, what do you do when the auditor's the one that's doing the stuff that needs to be audited? Uh, So, yeah, so I think what they're talking about doing is they want to take a lot of that authority. Maybe it was through laziness or they didn't want to mess around with it. The commission had had basically given or, or abdicated, might be a better word, a lot of their authority to the auditor. And so
0: just let him do it. So this raises a lot of interesting questions. First and foremost, you you basically put the responsibility that falls on the commission on the auditor. And then if the auditor is signing off on things uh, that maybe the uh, commission should be reviewing, uh, then it's really the auditor's fault if somebody's given the auditor the the okay to do this. I will not necessarily say the power, but the okay. The commission said, well, you know, you're the auditor. You look at it. If it seems like everything's uh, pretty uh, copacetic here, just sign off on it. And and, uh, if there's anything you have any questions on, come see me. And so...
8: Yeah, part of it might have been that he was willing to do it and they didn't want to mess with it.
0: Yeah. And then you get into uh, a a position where, you know, I haven't been really showing them uh, anything in the past. They've trusted me to you know, use my discretion to determine whether or not something needs to be shown to them or not. I don't think this does. And right. so you kind of leave a lot of doors open. But then when it's all said and done and this sort of thing comes up, who gets thrown under the bus?
8: Right. I mean, the other issue, though, is, I mean, you have a policy, right? So the reason you have an accounting policy is so that this is the way things are done, mm-hmm. right? So um, you can't have an accounting policy and then... Uh, Hey, do you mind if I sign this for you? I mean, maybe it's like as simple as that. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we need to get this signed, and they right. just said, "Say, just sign it for us." It's fun, but that's not why you have an accounting policy, right. right? So you can't do that if you have a
0: policy. The accounting policy is like checks and balances that are in place to keep things from happening.
8: It's supposed to be rigorous, mm-hmm. right? So that, the, and the whole reason they have it is because they got hammered by a state audit, right? And so because of the state audit, they had to. They said you have to have this policy, so. Oh. Uh, so then they they set up the policy. Well, then the point is you got to you got to abide by your policy,
0: otherwise. Yeah, um, I would say that's probably a big plus in all of this. Uh let's see, we got a comment here. Sounds like your past commissioners were setting up a resume to be elected to Congress.
8: <laughs> that's probably true. That's good. Uh, you say I'm bringing the jokes. I mean, that's some good stuff, right there. But up. Um, <laughs> Where's that? Hold on just a second.
5: No, no. 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 There
0: you go. That's what I needed. I'm going to have to mark them so I know which you one do, to I don't use them enough.
8: One's insulting. The other one's not so much.
0: <laughs> what do you think of that, folks? There you go. Anyway. but yeah. So, so I mean, is this going to come to light in some way where you line everybody up and you just ask them questions? and then you get all the paperwork to see what was signed off on and for how much and if it goes against the accounting policy. I mean, I I think it's time to say, okay, the old guard is gone, and do we now go back through and look at things, and uh, then will this end up going into other areas?
8: I think that's what they're doing. I mean, I think that's what they're basically saying. The commissioners are saying, we're going to change this accounting policy so this doesn't happen. You know, we're going to go through, and I don't think I don't know that anyone's like beating the drum to to go after anybody, but they're basically pointing out that things have been incorrect in the past, mm-hmm. and so they're going to change it.
0: This I'm going to give I'm going to give folks the benefit of the doubt and just play devil's advocate here. <clears throat> do you think there was any misinterpretation as to how this accounting policy was supposed to be followed in the first place, and whoever gave whoever the go ahead to do whatever it is they were doing? didn't necessarily understand fully and completely what this accounting policy was all about.
8: I would say yes if the but not in the case of an auditor, where mm-hmm. they the auditors should know the fiscal policy and just understand the accounting policy. That's you would basically think. what they do. You so, would think. so I would say if it's some other office, like if it was the recorder or the clerk or maybe they didn't know, oh I signed for the wrong thing here or I should have done this. I mean
0: So we go all the way back to what you initially started with, and that was the health inspector's, what did you say, nephew, getting subcontracted by another business to do the, the renovations. Yep.
8: So she recommended the bid. Uh-huh. She had one bid. I assume she solicited for the bid. Uh, we don't know how many other people were, or how it was advertised or anything like that. Her nephew's company ended up doing the construction work on the, de- the department building.
0: But I guess before we make any, uh, we rush to judgment here, maybe we need to... Get all the input and find out exactly what went down.
8: Yeah, I mean, I'm not rushing any judgment because you know I'm saying saying the facts uh, of what actually happened.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm I'm not either. I'm uh, because maybe at at some point it, and again, I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt here. uh, There was some misinterpretation somewhere as to how all of this went down and what you can and can't do, and certainly um, you want to think that on the on the surface that. Most people know how to do their jobs, or if they don't, there's some additional training that comes in along the way to make sure they understand how policies work and how things are supposed to, you know.
8: Yeah, I mean, that's why generally when I talk about these things, I describe what has occurred, Mm -hmm. and I let other people (laughs) form their own opinions about how they think about it.
0: Lots of questions, folks. Lots and lots and lots of them. And we'll uh, talk some more with Dave Maupin on the other side of the break here this morning. Dave's going to... get on the uh, phone and call his wife and say, can you lay out a couple of ribeyes for KB? Anyway, uh, we've got Stacy Johnson with LakeExpo.com and, of course, our good friend Chris Schneider with Lake TV, doing it all with uh, information and sports. The Daily Show, we appreciate your patronage, and don't forget, folks, if you'd like to chime in on this, a phone call is uh, a simple thing to do. 573-633-5395. It's The Daily Show.
1: I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, March 3rd. A second victim in the Edwards, Missouri shooting last month has died in the hospital. The Camden County Sheriff's Office has confirmed the death of 54-year-old Tammy Larrabee, Friday afternoon at University Hospital. Larrabee's the second fatality in this investigation. After Eric Cantrell died on the scene of the shooting, Alexander Cantrell King, who's 19, is being held without bond in the Camden County Adult Detention Facility as after being charged with first-degree murder and armed criminal action. A Rocky Mount man was injured when he was ejected from his motorcycle Wednesday on Red Arrow Road. 42-year-old Brad Christman was driving a Harley-Davidson when the motorcycle experienced an unknown mechanical problem, traveled off the left side of the road, and ejected Christman. He sustained moderate injuries and was taken by EMS to Lake Regional Hospital. According to the report, Christman was not wearing a helmet at the time of that crash. Last weekend's Polar Plunge brought over 200 participants out to Lake of the Ozarks to dive into the chilly water for Special Olympics Missouri. The plunge raised nearly $300,000 for Special Olympics, which is up almost $100,000 from last year. Special Olympics Missouri provides year-round sports training and athletic competition for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at Lake Expo. Com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life. Expo.com.
0: A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by Adair's Wildlife Removal Service, offering affordable solutions for all of your residential and commercial nuisance animal problems. Adair's keeps the wildlife where it belongs, in the wild. Serving Camden, Miller, and Morgan Counties. Online at adairs-animals.com or call 573-378-8739, 573-378-8739.
2: Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this TGIF Friday. High school basketball, it is king right now. There are a couple of huge games tonight. District championship games versus sales at 20 and 6, taking on Springfield Catholic for the district title. Winner will move into the sectionals. Camdenton, they will play tonight. They come off an upset over Ralla in the first round of their district. They beat Ralla, so they will play St. Francis Borgia in their district semifinal tonight. Ladies, the Eldon Lady Mustangs beating Blair Oaks in their district semifinal last night, so the Eldon Ladies play their district championship tomorrow against Fatima. The Camdenton Ladies' season came to an end last night. They lost their district opener to Marshfield, so the Lady Lakers finish 7 18. Max Creek girls have won 17 in a row. They're 24 5. They are in the state quarterfinal round. They will play tomorrow against 24 3 Leeton. And the Tipton ladies, 28 1, will play in their state quarterfinal against Northeast Cairo tomorrow. As for college hoops, MSU Bears winning their first game in the Valley Tournament last night. They beat Illinois Chicago 74 67. So the uh, six Seeded Bears will take on the number three seed Southern Illinois tonight. Mizzou is 22 and 8. They round out the regular season at home against Ole Miss tomorrow. The Tigers will play in the SEC tournament next week. Spring training, the Cardinals are 3 and 2 after losing to the Astros yesterday. They play the Marlins today. The Royals, red hot, they're 6 and 1. After beating the Angels yesterday, they'll play the A's today. Lake TV brings you five local Lake area shows and they're all greatness. You can watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90. If you don't get Como, don't worry about it. You can watch absolutely free on Roku or Amazon Fire or at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Friday.
0: A portion of the programming on Key Radio is brought to you by our media partners at Lake TV.
2: If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. Lake TV brings you five local shows to let you know what's going on and help you get to know our area's movers and shakers. Lake TV also brings you live high school football and basketball and a weekly coaches show. Watch Lake TV on Como Channel 90 or absolutely free on Roku, Amazon Fire, and always streaming live at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center Expo.
4: If worldview has such a powerful hold over people, how do we overcome it? Hillary Clinton's mentor Saul Alinsky advocated a ruthless process of fragmenting society into classes, using ridicule and peer pressure to change people's minds. Alinsky believed that honorable people would be helpless because they would continue to seek the high road, and the low road would overwhelm them. Donald Trump astutely shook things up by not being such a high road conservative, and the Alinsky-inspired media has gone nuts over it. It's highly entertaining, maybe even game-changing, but not a strategy Bible believers can embrace. We are called to be salt and light in order to overcome the worldview of the enemy. The hero of a superhero show was told that his real power was his goodness. The Lord's goodness is our superpower, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this present darkness. These 60-second messages are based on the book. XPO by Bill Munhausen Available in Amazon Books Key Radio KEYK keeps you in the know What better way to spend the day than the 39th annual Lake of the Ozarks St. Patrick's Day Parade Come to the historic Bagnell Dam Strip at Lake of the Ozarks Saturday, March 18th at 1pm Grab the lawn chairs for an afternoon of family fun watching the various floats, cars, motorcycles and even boats as they make their trip along the strip That's the St. Patrick's Day Parade, March 18th at Bagnell Dam. Support your veterans and have a good time, too. Camdenton VFW post number 5923 has bingo every Friday night and first Saturday of the month. Doors open at 4 p.m. and bingo starts at 6.30. VFW is located just off Business South 5 at 65 VFW Drive. Look for the VFW sign and the big military tank one mile south of the square in Camdenton.
0: The Lake of the Ozarks Community Radio Station. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. 938, we are seeing a decrease in the temperature. We were at 42 when we started out this morning, dropped to 41. Now we're down to 40. I don't necessarily think we're going to get too cold and start seeing any snow, but certainly in the upper atmosphere that is possible. Some of it may stray its way down into where we are now, but I don't necessarily think we're going to have a whole lot to worry about uh, with any freezing weather. 48 now, the high again, so they're kind of going back and forth and back and forth. I bet if I refresh this again, it'll say 47. Let's find out. No, still at 48. So uh, a steady rain this morning, showers continuing this afternoon, high of 48, maybe some gusty winds out of the northwest, Uh, 15 to 25 miles per hour. The occasional gust of over 40 miles per hour is possible, clear. And uh, 34 for tonight, partly cloudy and 62 tomorrow, sunny and 69 on Sunday, partly cloudy and 70 on Monday. And then we get into... uh, Low 50s for Tuesday, upper 40s for Wednesday, and then we'll bounce around a little bit in the upper 30s to low 40s as we continue on through next week and into the weekend. 939-573-633-5395 if you'd like to comment on what you're hearing this morning. Of course, our uh, friend Mr. Dave Maupin is joining us with his uh, blog, Among the Dogwoods, and you can subscribe to that. It's very easy to do. We'll have uh, Dave walk you through it here in uh, just a moment. On the program Monday, one of the folks we'll be talking with is Jeff Green. Jeff is with the Lake of the Ozarks Stop Human Trafficking Coalition. They've got an event coming up next week they'd like you to know more about. Also, we'll be talking with Anne-Marie Bianchi. Uh, Let's see, our good buddy David Stokes with the Show Me Institute. Professor Jim Paisley on the program next week. Mindy Sales and hopefully Rebecca Christensen, who has the store on the square in Camdenton, a little bit of spice. We'll have uh, her on to talk about the great things that they're doing to help uh, folks with developmental disabilities uh, get a job, keep a job, and uh, also looks like uh, Dave will be back with us next Friday. At this point, I don't uh, don't know if he has any any plans. He's going to be.
8: I think I'm not going to be able to make it next Friday. Actually, why is that? Uh, I think Monica said I have something I have to do.
0: I think Monica said <laughs> she, she felt, I might have something to do. Well, sure. it pre- doesn't get more concrete than that, folks. Let, let me
8: look at my calendar.
0: <laughs> I think Monica said I have something she, to do next week. She
8: reminded week. me. Oh, man. What I, yeah, oh, yeah. I've got to do something with a doctor's appointment. That's why.
0: I can't be here. Yeah.
8: I don't know. How much do people want to know about
0: my life? Probably not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, you, you probably doctor's appointment, and you can stop there.
8: Just got in from the parking lot, and by the way, it is still <laughs> raining, folks. So there you go.
0: Our AccuWeather forecast with... uh, It's wet. Yeah. It's dripping. Doppler Dave, we'll call it. That's right. He doesn't need radar. His radar is built in. It's
8: 12 drops a minute. I count them.
0: 12 drops a minute. Yep. I think probably a few more than that. But you know what? It's nice that you're making the effort. It's nice to see you venture out into other areas. I might have been under a tree. I'm not a scientist. Former uh, LAPD Mm -hmm. uh, turned... Uh, meteorologist yeah, that's right oh, that's right. i'm sorry meteorologist, meteorologist. I, I prefer to be referred to as meteorologist yeah let's 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 make it sound official Nine forty one is our time and so we were discussing the most recent uh uh let's see oh yes uh-huh yes i think that would be nice just got a message here my weekend plans
8: uh, oh yeah okay what are you doing are looking
0: weekend? up whatever i want apparently oh nice That's all I like. Whatever I want. That's what I was told. So there you go. It's nice. I'm probably going to run out. It'll be nice on Sunday, so I'll get something for the smoker. A couple of ribeyes would be nice on a smoker, but that's probably not.
8: Well, nice. you know, they sell them at the store. You can go get them over at the grocery. Well, store. Well, you know,
0: a good buddy of mine—I I know he got a quarter cow. You
8: no, know, it's—I it, would get it. It's really far down at the bottom. And I think it's going to take a lot of effort.
0: You know what? I'll come over to help.
8: You. No, no, I'm good. No,
0: well, the beef—the beef parts the beef on top, and the beef tongue's right next to it. The ribeyes are all the way on the bottom. It
8: is. It's like when you're digging through. You're like, well, let's put this to the side. This is going to be more complicated to cook.
0: That's great. Thanks so much. Oxtail. Oxtail is really good. Oxtail soup is is extraordinary if it's cooked I guess it's beef tail, so not the same thing. You wouldn't know the difference. I'll tell you it's oxtail. It sounds like oxtail. Oxtail just sounds so much more... uh, uh, Exotic. Thank you. That's (laughs) what I was going to use. Exotic. So you were at the uh, Canberra County Commission meeting on Tuesday, and then uh, we had uh, what we were talking about uh, regarding the health department and the director and some renovations, and then we find out that uh, the accounting policy is a little haywire. And some things are probably going to come from that. The current commission, as it sits, are they at all concerned about going back? And um, obviously they are, finding out about what's going on and then eventually being in a position to do something about it, hold people accountable. What, what What's kind of the vibe you picked up there?
8: Yeah, I think so. I think that there's going to be some accountability probably. I guess it all depends on what you find out, right? I mean, we've kind of seen the same thing over at the prosecuting attorney's office uh, with Rochelle coming in there. Yeah. Um, You know, you kind of got to dig through and see like, okay, there's some things that maybe were done incorrectly just by incompetence or, uh, you know, just improper policies or just mistakes. You know, there's a difference. There's there's a fine line. There's that line there between was it a mistake or we enter in something where we're talking about uh, corruption or criminal conduct or gross negligence, you know, so I guess you just have to kind of dig in there, find out what happened, and then you can assess
0: it. Stay tuned, folks. I believe we'll probably have more on this as uh, details yeah. become available, as they say. That's a-
8: I mean, there's records, right? So there's going to be, the, you can find evidence. You hope? Yeah, there should be evidence of all this stuff. But again, it could be just, hey, we just are not good at our jobs.
0: So is that the conclusion of the Tuesday meeting? It's kind of, yeah, that was, that was the
8: latest meeting. Right. So, uh, then they, they've been at training. So that was Tuesday. They've been at training all week. So they had a closed session regarding the, I assume, the health department administrator. Uh, and then otherwise, they've been over at Tantara.
0: Right. Tantara?
8: Tantara. Margaritaville? Tantara. Tantara. Margaritaville. I could just, just call it Margaritaville. Probably I can Margarita. pronounce that one. Yeah. yeah, Margaritaville. So is it, okay, so this is going to be a Missouri thing. Can you say it one more time for me? What is it? Tantara. Tantara? Uh-huh. Not Tantara. No. Is it like when I say Lebanon or Lebanon? Uh, Lebanon. Depends
0: Le- on who you're talking to. Well, I mean it's like Camdenton and Camdington.
8: Well, it's not Camdington.
0: I know that. <laughs> you know that. The signs the signs as you drive into town on all four ways in, north, south, east, and Camden. west. Camden. C A capital C A M D E N T O N but Camdington. I've heard Camden. I've heard Camdington. Yeah. Okay, so okay, so Anything else? so it's Missouri, not Missouri, because so, you don't say Mississippi, do you? So Tantara, 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 shoot! <laughs> like what was what was the? I can't uh, remember it. Tantara. What yep. was the uh the plantation, the estate in Gone with the Wind? Wasn't it Terra? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah,
8: so, um, yeah, that's where they are, right. that place, Margaritaville. Margaritaville. Let's just We know we can agree on Margaritaville. Yeah, so they're doing that. And one of the interesting things, too, now is I guess uh, uh, Commissioner Gohagan has really pushed the MAC and all the uh, the conferences. A lot of them now are coming down to Lake of the Ozarks for their stuff, where mm. they used to meet in, like, I don't know, like Kansas City. or uh, That's become the popular location for most of the state government training and the county government training. So it's another good thing. They're bringing in more business, and yeah. that's something that's convenient for our county officials. Obviously. Do we
0: get any tourism dollars if yeah, uh, sure. we, we book the uh, we book conventions at uh, Margaritaville? Well, I mean, it's sales tax, I guess. Dan Mears, you know Dan Mears, don't you? No. The KC mascot? No. He's going to be at uh, Tantera, Margaritaville. Oh, really? On Wednesday.
8: He's the KC mascot? Uh-huh. Well,
0: the wolf? Oh, like
8: he dresses up for the, for the Chiefs? And he's a motivational speaker. Okay, does he wear the costume? Yes, sir. While he talks?
0: I uh, don't know about that. Probably not. Maybe he comes out and does a few things in costume, and then I, goes back and takes it off. Because I, I mean, when you're a motivational speaker, yeah. you have to kind of. And and there's just I, I think if you're the mascot, unwritten rule as as a former mascot, I was a mascot. What, what mascot were you? What kind of mascot? I was Sweet Meat the Kashi Pig. <laughs> okay, so what was your costume? It was a pig's head, uh-huh. and kind of like a standard human body. Okay, but it had um, uh, hands on it, like hooves. Uh, no, they were hands. So it's not
8: anatomically correct for a pig. Basically, you were like no, a...
0: but but then you had the 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 shoes, the 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 footwear that you put your foot into. Did you have a tail? That was uh, hooves, and yes, there was a tail on the counter. <laughs> and my first, my very first uh, experience was uh, the St. Patrick's Day parade down on the landing in St. Louis. After the parade, you know, we were in the parade, and then they used to let us ride on the Zamboni machine at the hockey games once in a while. Uh, but the, the girl came up to me and wanted to know, well, I probably shouldn't go into that. Oh yeah. That's probably for the best. Yeah. That's probably, I will leave that alone. If
8: if you're feeling like it's not appropriate, I definitely think we should not
0: talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm the, uh, I'm kind of the measuring stick when it comes to appropriate and inappropriate.
8: How was the costume? Did it smell good?
0: Uh, you know they they cleaned it on a regular basis.
8: Really? Like, what did that involve? Like, do they take it to the dry cleaners? How do you clean out a giant pig head?
0: Uh, I think you spray it with disinfectant and hope for the best. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I'm trying to find a picture of. Yeah, it.
8: I think if you're going to be the mascot and be a motivational speaker, you got to like wear the mascot outfit the entire well, time.
0: Well you, you, you almost have to differentiate between the two.
8: Oh, so yeah, you're right. This is my would you're like on duty versus off duty. Yeah. You don't want to become too into the, wearing the mascot outfit, like wearing it around the house. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah,
0: that's out there. That's um, my my house in St. Louis where I grew up.
8: It's a little disturbing,
0: that outfit. Yeah. Are,
8: were you wearing like a butcher's robe? What is that? Like, well, that's
0: that's part of the, it, it went over the, you know, they, they had different costumes for different things.
8: I mean, is it weird that a pig is wearing a butcher costume? It looks like you're wearing like either a doctor's mm-hmm. Like you're gonna...
0: I would say more like a meat it looks more like a meat character. Right, right, like yeah, that you're... you would see at the grocery store.
8: That's like not, I think that would be
0: see it? and then I had I had jeans on and then it's got the foot the the feet are or like the hooves, but then okay. it's got like the three you know how they have the three finger hands on cartoon characters? Right. Are yeah, three fingers and a thumb. Wow,
8: nice. You need to put that up on your Facebook page so everybody can see it. I have. Oh, it's up I've there. I've already done that. It's not up there. Well, it's, I think it might be up there. I think now. the listeners need to see that. I can't. I can't describe that for them well enough. Well,
0: that's you know that's that'll be a good talking. It, point. It's
8: almost like an axe murderer type outfit though. Like if you saw that at night, you would run away. Like if you were walking around on a dark street wearing that outfit, I don't think anyone would stop and give you a ride.
0: Interestingly enough, uh, we're talking about this on the National If Pets Had Thumbs Day. <laughs> <laughs> Just There's saying. a day
8: for everyone. <laughs> this is true.
0: If, if dogs and cats had thumbs, is, is, they'd, be, they'd be able to open more doors. Okay. so Literally and figuratively.
8: I'm, figurative. I'm, I'm going to call uh, BS on the whole day thing because that's not even a real day because that's a question. Like you can't have a day that, like I get that it's like National uh, Dog Appreciation Day, but mm-hmm. how can you have a day that says if pets have thumbs? That doesn't seem, that doesn't seem I think you okay. can
0: pretty much do whatever you want. I mean, so many holidays are just reasons to drink it's just a I don't know I think you just okay we could very easily just go down to the liquor store and get a bottle of Jack and some Coke and sit at home and drink Jack and Cokes and get drunk but what's the point let's let's build a holiday around it so it has some legitimacy like Valentine's Day the parade and you know uh, and or uh, you know even St. Patrick's Day to some degree you know, there's a lot of drinking that goes on. You know, let's let's celebrate March. As, what, what can we do in March?
8: St. Patrick's Does anyone even know what St. Patrick's Day is actually celebrating? Like, you know, I mean, I know we get together. It's an Irish event, and I'm yeah. an Irish descent, so it's a big deal. But, uh, like, I don't think 89% of the people who are celebrating. St.
0: Patrick was the saint that chased the snakes out of Ireland. Well,
8: there you go. You know that. I bet most Irish people don't know
0: that. Aaron Gobra. Oh, well, there you go. Pug Mahone. If you know what that means, you're Irish.
8: Yeah, I know. But (laughs) Irish Americans are more Irish than the Irish, but they don't know anything about their heritage. Uh,
0: It represents leprechauns and green stuff. That's when we put green uh, dye in, in the beer. That's when we put green dye in the Chicago River. Right. That's what it's all about. It's... Yeah, my daughter was talking to me about cultural appropriation,
8: and I was like, "Well, you know, I mean, like, look at the Fighting Irish. Nobody's complaining about them." And she's like, "Get out of here!" She goes, "What are you gonna tell me that like the mascot is like a leprechaun or something?" I'm like, "Have you seen the mascot seen for the the Fighting Irish? Yeah. It's like it's like an old drunk Irish leprechaun with a beard trying to duke it out with someone."
0: <laughs> okay, so a uh, couple other. Holidays of question. Oh, geez. Today is Canadian Bacon Day.
8: Okay, that's ham.
0: It is also International Irish Whiskey Day. Okay. Proves my point thoroughly. Yeah, that's... It it justifies what we were just sitting here talking
8: Okay, but the thing I like about the Irish Whiskey Day is I get what we're celebrating for that. I mean, there's a direct relation. Like, Canadian bacon? No. No No, such thing. It's ham.
0: National Anthem Day. That doesn't make any sense either. National Dress in Blue Day. National Cold Cuts Day. This is all on one day? Uh-huh. Right. National Moscow Mule Day. There's no cow in Moscow, just a lot of BS. Yes, so, there's,
8: uh, so it's Irish Whiskey Day and Moscow Mule Day. Uh-huh. Wow. You know what a
0: Moscow Mule
8: is. Sure. It's a drink. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. a little ginger in there. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. Some ginger beer. Uh-huh. And I then
0: get, there was one other one that I guess has some real validity in what's going on, Missouri Compromise Day.
8: I'm starting to feel like uh, they have these days so that radio show hosts can talk about them. Because it definitely seemed... (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) when you get in a pinch and your guest (laughs) doesn't (laughs) materialize and you have to do the old let's pull rabbits out of my hat thing.
8: What did you do before the internet? Jeez, that must have been really hard. Uh, no, you just, uh, you have a lot of books. I got a story for you. You want to hear a quick story? Absolutely. So when I, and I was reminded of this because, uh, my wife and I have been watching the Murdoch trial. And so we, uh, oh, I, knew you I, were gonna I know I, I, I had to work it in. That's fine. But I, I really, I worked for the DA's office for 19 years. So oh, I really appreciate, I really appreciated the DA's and all the work the prosecutors put in on those mm-hmm. things. But when I was a young detective and I was working for the DA's office, I'd just gotten hired and, uh, I was off patrol. So we were out, uh, And and in our office, when you started out, we had 300 detectives at the DA's office, so it's a big organization. And we probably had like, you know, our courthouse here in Camden County, our typical courthouses were about 12 stories high, uh, giant buildings. And we probably had maybe 12 to 13 of those courthouses all over the county. So, again, the scale is just much larger than we'd think about it here. And so each courthouse had, like, three investigators assigned to it and a supervisor. So when you started out, they'd assign you to one of the courthouses. And a lot of what you did was uh, one thing we would do is we would go serve people with subpoenas, like, if they were hard to find witnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do, like, once a case got filed, we might do some follow-up investigation that the DA wanted. So, um, so generally what they do is they'd mail out subpoenas to everybody. And if people didn't respond or they thought someone was going to be hard to serve, they would assign those subpoenas to the investigators. And we would have to go out and uh, find these people and personally serve them to make sure they would come to court. And so I, I tended to, to treat it. Some, some investigators treated it. I used to call it uh, like they were delivering the mail. Mm. Like they'd just be like slinging subpoenas. Here you go. Hand them out. Uh, what I would do is I would go out and I would first pull the reports for the case, get them from the DA, I'd read it, and then when i go out, I would talk to the witnesses a little bit, because a lot of times, this is their first time that they're actually running into someone from law enforcement after the moment that the police were there. So your crime happens, police show up, they talk to you real quick, get your side of the story, maybe a detective comes the next day or gives you a call on the phone, but until then, you just get this subpoena in the mail, and you're like, okay, geez, I guess I got to go to court, Um, but when I would go out, I'd be like, hey, so... Uh, tell me a little bit about the case and a lot of times you would get a ton more information from them now because they've had like Weeks to process it um, and also patrols busy, you know, they got to knock it out They're gonna write some brief things mm-hmm. So you get a lot more information from the witnesses or victims that you're serving subpoenas to because suddenly they're giving you all this good stuff that the DA might not know anything about on their case So I would kind of get the story from them then I would go back after serving them and go tell the DA like hey uh, This witness is really good um, they told me all this stuff or this victim's going to be a really good victim for you You know, they're going to show up. They really want to prosecute that kind of stuff Try to give them some intel because the DA is usually just seen something on a piece of paper that says this name They have no idea who the person is So I uh, I worked out of San Fernando court and a friend of mine who was also new worked worked out of uh, uh, Pasadena court so because our courthouse's areas were adjacent uh, a lot of times we would go out together and serve these subpoenas because it is dangerous uh, Los Angeles County is not a safe place in a lot of areas mm-hmm. So we would partner up and we would just go do our things and go out and do our hits deliver our subpoenas talk to Witnesses stuff like that. So uh, I get to a house and I'm looking for a witness But I really didn't think he was going to be there uh, a lot of times We'll do something called a due diligence if the person's already testified in prelim and we do everything we can to find them and we can't find them they'll actually enter their testimony from the prelim into evidence at the trial. So we just have to prove that we did a lot, a due diligence to try to find this person when mm-hmm. I need to locate him. So I didn't think he was going to be there. I was really just hitting the address to, to try to see if he was maybe not there so I could scratch it off my list. turns out the guy's there. We start talking and not only is he telling me like, about the case, he's actually starting to make it more sound like he's a suspect also. And he's giving me like this really good information. I think it was like a burglary case. Mm -hmm. He's starting to give me information where he's actually involved in the crime a little bit. And we're inside his house. So I'm like suddenly realized this guy's kind of confessing a lot of information to me and I don't have my recorder on me. Uh, And this was just when recorders were starting to become like a thing where we have them. And we didn't have phones that could record back then. So... I kind of go back to where my partner is in the hallway and I'm kind of keeping an eye on the guy sitting at like his dining room table. And I'm like, man, this guy's, I'm like, Justin, this guy's giving me a lot of good info. Uh, I I really feel like I need to record this because this is going to be important, I think. And and it's going to come up if I didn't record it. They're going to want to know. And he's like, he's like, you don't have your recorder on you. And because we were new, we were new, pretty new detectives. I'm like, no, he goes, oh man, you got to bring your recorder out these days. I mean, it's like, it's the best evidence and they're gonna wonder why you didn't have your recorder on you like you gotta I'm like yeah I know I just didn't I didn't think about it I didn't think the guy was gonna he's like come on man he goes we're not on patrol now you're a detective now you gotta think about these things like wow he goes you really gotta start doing stuff like this you gotta get out of that patrol mind I'm like yeah I know I know so I'm like but it's just I didn't know he was gonna be here and I really didn't know like I was he's like man you you know you gotta do it man you gotta bring your recorder you Mm -hmm. just can't go out to the field anymore so I was like yeah okay I said um well, uh, can I can I can I borrow your recorder?
7: <laughs> and, he, and he goes, he goes, I don't have it on me. I forgot to bring it.
0: On. <laughs> oh man!
7: Wow!
6: Yeah.
0: So, just that simple, huh?
8: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, some, some of them. Are, I thought it was funny. I always told this. I I told that story when he was retiring. <laughs> it was a classic.
0: And I'm sure he appreciated that.
8: <laughs> here he's lecturing me for like five minutes, and he didn't even have this with him.
0: Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. That's well, there you go, folks. Detective work. Doing it up and doing it upright. That's what it's uh, essentially all about. Uh, apparently, Dave Maupin will not be here with us next week, yeah. and uh, that's okay because he needs a break. You know what? I need a break. Where are you going? Can I go along? I'll ride shotgun. Is it groceries or something? Is it a doctor. Yeah, I don't think you'll enjoy it. You think they'll sedate you and you'll need somebody to drive you and drop you off and then pick you up and get you home?
8: You're just trying to get to my freezer. I know how this works.
0: I don't uh, have any. I'm
8: going to, you'll bring me home and I'll look and my freezer's open. I'm missing two ribeyes out of that thing.
0: Two? (laughs) (laughs) If you're sedated, buddy, I'm going for the gusto. (laughs) I'm going for the gusto. Well, whatever it is, uh, we wish you the best, sir, whatever kind of an appointment you have to go to. Hopefully there's no uh, <laughs> turn around and you hear the snap of a rubber glove.
8: I don't think they do that anymore.
0: Have a great weekend, and thank you for uh, tuning in. We're back in your ears Monday morning at 8 a.m. right here on 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri. Great to be